This is the JS Rock Review Show, where your host Joseph Stahl reviews some of his favorite rock and metal albums of all time with a rotating panel of guest hosts. So sit back and enjoy this great episode of the JS Rock Review Show. Welcome to another exciting episode of JS Rock Reviews. I am your host, Joseph Staub, and today I'm going to be doing what I call A Year in the Life, where I'm going to be reviewing a band's discography over a certain year in their career. Today I'm reviewing Nazareth between February 1981 and February 1982, where they released the albums uh, The Full Circle, the live album Snaz, and Two Excess as well as contributed a song to the ha- the soundtrack for the movie Happy Metal. So, I'm going to be reviewing both of those studio albums and discussing some other uh, studio tracks that came all- out on the Heavy Metal soundtrack or Snaz, as well as talking about Snaz as a whole and discussing whether I like the live version more or the studio version more of each song. So, starting out with The Full Circle, it was released in February of 1981 on AM Records in the US. It was produced by Jeff Baxter. It was uh, Nazareth's first album with a six-piece lineup featuring Dan McCafferty, Manny Charlton, Pete Agnew, Daryl Sweet, Z- uh, John Locke, and uh, Zal Clemenson, who um, would eventually be replaced by Billy Rankin, uh, starting with Snaz. Um, So those are who plays on this album. That is the main six members on this album. Uh, There weren't really any hits off this album. Uh, I don't even know if there was a single. Uh, I know that this album contains a cover of the famous song Cocaine that Eric Clapton recorded. Um, It was basically... This album went from... kept developing on the sounds that Malice in Wonderland started. It started a little bit of a, a more light sound, a more accessible sound. It started inc- incorporating synthesizers and keyboards into the sound. Not as much as what would be featured on um, 2XS. But, um, so, uh, starting with track one, Dress to Kill, is one of my favorite songs on the album. It is just a nice... The piano riff running through it is really cool. Uh, just the, uh, it's a really cool song. It's one of my favorites from the album. It's always been one of my favorites. Um, just it's a pretty fast-paced song, which is a rarity on this album. Then we go into Another Year, which is sort of a slow-paced, not exactly a ballad. It's more of a folk song, but I'm not a big fan of this one. It's one of the better slow songs on this album, and there's a lot of snow, uh, there's a lot of slow songs on the album. Um, Another Year's, it's an okay song, and that goes into Moonlight Eyes, which is one of the two true ballads on this album, and it's my favorite of the ballads, and that being said, I'm not a big fan of it either. It's an okay ballad, it's a pretty standard ballad you can find, that you can be able to find in a lot of bands at that time, it sounds quite Air Supply-ish, but yeah, it's Moonlight Eyes, it's an okay ballad. Uh, Pop the Silo is another faster song on the album, and it's an okay song. I'm not a big fan of it. I, it's a cool song, just the way, the way it's orchestrated and, and the instrumentation of the of, of the song is a pretty cool song. Um, then we go into Let Me Be Your Leader, another one of my favorites off the album. Just 
has a nice little groove. It's a slower song, but it's not a ballad, and it's not like a folk song like Another Year and a couple other songs coming up. But, um, yeah, it's a really cool, it's got a nice groove to it. It's a pretty cool song. And that goes into uh, We Are The People, which is another one of those more folk-like songs. It's probably one of my favorite folk songs on the album. Um, it's just a nice, cool instrumentation. Uh, yep, it's a it's an okay song. It's not it's not a great song, but it's not bad like a couple of the other songs on this album. Next, we go into my favorite song off the album, "Every Young Man's Dream." It's a it's one of the faster songs on the album. But I really like it. Um, it's been my favorite song for a couple of years now. It, my favorite song used to be "Dressed to Kill," but then now this is my favorite song on the album. Um, then we go into another one of the more folky type numbers, uh, Little Part of You. Uh, this is my least favorite of all of them. It's sort of tied with Another Year. I'm not a big fan of either of them. We Are the People is the only one I really like. Uh, then we go into the most famous song on the album, the cover of Cocaine, which is sort of like, even this is a more folksy version. It has bongos and just the way it is. It's a sort of a laid back version of it not quite like Eric Clapton's version. It's more it's more focused on like the percussion and the vocals than Eric Clapton's where it's more focused on the guitars. And then the album closes with the song Victoria, which is probably one of the worst Nazareth songs I've ever heard. The vocals and the instrumentation is okay, but the lyrics are god awful. It's just it's spoon, moon and June type rhyming lyrics that make no sense and it feels so forced. Uh, it was one of the only two songs on the album to be written by Daryl Sweet, the drummer, who also wrote my favorite song on the album. It's kind of funny, he wrote both my favorite and my least favorite song on the album. But yeah, this, the lyrics are just so bland and boring, and I just feel like it's one of the worst Nashville songs, and one of the worst songs I've ever heard, period. So then that goes into the live album, Snaz, that was released in... Uh, sometime in 1981, I don't have the exact date. It was recorded in May of 81 at the uh, Pacific Coliseum in Vancouver, Canada on the Full Circle Tour. Uh, it was one show basically in its entirety. Uh, they recorded a couple shows, but this was they just chose this one. Um, so I'm going to go through the uh, live songs on the album, and I'm going to discuss whether I like the live version more or the studio version more. The difference between a lot of these, between the live version and the studio version, is that the uh, addition of John Locke on keyboards changed a lot of the arrangements of the songs. It's really noticeable in certain songs, especially like uh, This Flight Tonight and a couple other songs. It just The uh, arrangement really went more for the keyboards than for the original sound. So the live album opens up with Telegram from the uh, album Close Enough for Rock and Roll. It includes the first three parts, doesn't have the uh, Here We Are Again part, the slower part at the end of the song. It includes the On Your Way, So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, and Soundcheck. Uh, I like this about evenly with the studio version. It doesn't sound much different. It, sound, it very much reminds me of the studio version. Uh, then that goes into Razamanaz, which, again, sounds just like the studio version. I don't really have a favorite there. I like hearing both of these songs live so far. Uh, then I Want to Do Everything For You, which is a cover of a Joe Tex song, which was on the album Playing the Game. It sounds a little different from the studio, but not much, and I do like this version more than I like the studio version. 
Uh, then that goes into uh, This Flight Tonight from the album Loud and Proud. Uh, this is one of the ones where the keyboards really change the interpretation of the song. Uh, I like the studio version more without the keyboards. The keyboards really start to annoy me in this song. Uh, but yeah. Then that goes into Beggar's Day from Hair of the Dog. Uh, it's I'm, I'm not a big fan of this song to begin with. It, it sounds like the studio version, but I'm not a big fan of either. Then we go into Every Young Man's Dream, and I like this one even more than the studio version on the Full Circle. Uh, I, I love the song on the Full Circle, and I love it even more on this album. Uh, then we go into Hearts Grown Cold, another one uh, that was really messed with with the keyboards, and has a whole added piano intro. And I like this live version a lot more than the studio version. It doesn't, it doesn't have those uh, female background vocals that the studio version has. And I like that because the studio version, it just those background vocals really annoy me. I actually like the piano. This is one song that the piano makes a lot better. Uh, the next song is a Rick Danko cover called Java Blues. It wasn't on any studio album. They did it live only, really. Uh, they introduced the, uh, uh, the new members of the band before... Uh, the song. I like this song. It's a really cool song. It's sort of a laid-back one, and that goes into Cocaine uh, from the Full Circle, which was also a live version on the Full Circle, and it's another live version here. And they sound pretty much the same with the with the little uh, uh, guitar intro before the song. But it sounds pretty much the same to my ears. And then we go into Big Boy. I like this version even more than the one on Malice in Wonderland. It has a nice little extended part that I really like. I think it's really cool. Just the way they sing it on this album is really cool. Uh, so then that is the end of what was originally a Record 1. Uh, record 2 starts out with Holiday from Malice in Wonderland. I like this version even more than the studio version. I think it's a really cool song. Uh, I love the song to begin with, and I think this song is even better on the live version than the studio version. Uh, then we go into Dress to Kill from uh, The Full Circle, and I think this one is even better on the live album. A lot of this stuff I think is even better on the live album than it is on the studio version. Then we go into Hair of the Dog uh, from the album Hair of the Dog. This is one that I actually like more on the studio version. I'm not a big fan of this song live. I mean, I still like it on Snaz, but I'm not as big of a fan of it as I am on the studio version. Then we go into Expect No Mercy, with a cool little uh, Manny Charlton guitar intro to Expect No Mercy that wasn't on the original studio version, and I think that makes it better than the studio version, which I love the studio version to begin with. Then we go into one of my favorite Nazareth songs of all time, their cover of uh, Shapes of Things by the Yardbirds. This is the ultimate version of this song between any covers that have ever been done by any artist. The Nazareth version, live on Snaz, is the ultimate version of this song to my ears. I think it just sounds so cool. The way Dan McCafferty sings it is better than any other singer. Just the way he bellows out the first note is just so powerful. And that goes into Let Me Be Your Leader. It sounds the, pretty much the exact same as it does on the Full Circle. To my ears, it, I, I like them both. It, it doesn't sound much different, so... Then it goes into uh, a ZZ Top cover of Tush. Uh, leave this one to ZZ Top, guys. You guys can't do it quite as well. It, Nazareth trying to pull off Southern Rock isn't quite as what I'd like from Nazareth. 
Uh, then we go into... Oh, I sk sorry, I skipped Love Hurts. Love Hurts is the second-to-last live song on the album. I like it. This isn't my favorite live version, but I like it live more than in the studio. Uh, actually, yeah. There's a live version that I like even more than this, but I like this version more than the studio version, and then Tush closes out the live portion of the album. Then there's two other songs that were recorded specifically for this live album, and one that was recorded for the heavy metal soundtrack that were released around the same time. The first uh, studio track is Juicy Lucy, the second to last song on Snaz. It's a, it's a nice rock and roll. It's a faster paced song than most of everything on the Full Circle. Uh, it's my favorite of the two studio songs on Snaz, and well, I mean. The next one is Morning Dew. It's basically just a synth re-recording re of the song that was on their uh, debut album. It doesn't say, other than like the arrangement is the only difference is the over presence of the synthesizers, which I think ruined the song for me. I, I like the original much better. This one is just too over poppy and synthesizer. Uh, then uh, we go into Crazy, a suitable case for treatment off of the heavy metal soundtrack which is one of my favorite Nazareth songs. It's just, it's such a cool rocker. It's just really, really good. Then we go into uh, 2XS, released in February of 1982 on A&M Records, produced by John Punter. It was uh, their last album with uh, John Locke and Billy Rankin back, I believe so, after this. Oh no, Billy Rankin stayed around for the next album, but John Locke left after this. Um, so this is their last album that with a really heavy keyboard sound. This is probably the most keyboard-heavy album. Uh, most people could take or leave this album. This is one of my favorite Nazareth albums of all time. It was one of the first Nazareth albums I ever heard in full, and I just fell in love with it. It opens up with Love Leads to Madness. It's a sort of a mid-tempo, kind of poppy ballad that I really like. It's a cool opener to the album. Um... Next, Boys in the Band. It's one of the one of the two heaviest songs off the album. Uh, one of the three heaviest songs off the album. Uh, I think it's a really good song. Uh, I, it's hard to think of a worse song on this album, and it's definitely not this. But there is there's one song later on the album that I like a little bit less than the rest of them. That's just not quite as good. Um, number three, track three is You Love Another. It's sort of a sort of a slow, it's sort of in the, in the vein of Let Me Be Your Leader, with that sort of, like, the, the funky rhythm in it. I think it's a really cool song, and that goes into Gate Crash, another one of the heaviest songs on the album. It's a really fun sort of rocker, just about partying and living that sort of life. It's a really, it's lyrically, it's really talking about, uh, like, the chorus, part of the chorus, uh, snort your cocaine, smoke your grass, get yourself ready for a gate crash. It just reflects the partying life of a lot of rock stars at the time. And that goes into arguably my favorite song off the album, Games, which is like sort of a mid-tempo ballad. It's just so, it's really poppy, but I think it's a really, really, really good song. Um, then that goes into the third really heavy song off the album, Back to the Trenches. Uh, I think it's this is another great song. Just the way Dan McCafferty screams out the chorus, and it's just the the band is really tight in this song. It's just really powerful, just thundering out the the riffs and the drums. It's just a really good song. 
And that goes into the biggest hit off the album, definitely by far, would be Dream On. Uh, it's one of Nazareth's biggest hits after 1976. Uh, I like the song. It's a really, it's a nice ballad. It's a lot better than the ballads on the Full Circle. It's one of my favorite Nazareth ballads. It's, I know a lot of people are tired of this song, but I really do like this song. Uh, that goes into Lonely in the Night. Uh, probably my least favorite song off the album. It's probably tied with another song for my least favorite off the album. Um, it's really, it's a, it's a pretty boring song. It's not quite as bad as some of the stuff on the Full Circle, but I think it's, it's a little better than that stuff. So, I mean, it's not exactly a horrible song, but it's just pretty boring, and I would, I'd leave it off the album to make it a little shorter. Um, then that goes into Preservation, another, like, a cool little mid-tempo thing with a nice little chug to it. I love this song, just the way it's kind of funky, like, um, it has that famous Steve Harris gallop that Iron Maiden's known for on a lot of their songs. Um, I think it's a really good song, it's one of my favorites on the album overall. Uh, and that goes into Take the Rap, another sort of fast-paced song. And I'm not a big fan of this one either. This is probably tied with uh, Lonely in the Night as my least favorite song off the album. Uh, just showing that oh, not all of their faster songs are that good. Uh, I think it's it's a boring song, kind of like uh, uh, Lonely in the Night. And then that goes into uh, Mexico, the last song on the album. It's another sort of slow ballad, but it's sort of like the epic of the album. I think it's just a really, really cool song. It's just... the it's so plodding and simple. It's sort of it's a pretty simple song, but it's still really really good and it's a great way to close the album. This is an epic way to close the album. This wraps up my review of a year in the life of uh, Nazareth from February 1981 to February 1982. Uh, this had some ups and downs for Nazareth. It has one of my favorite Nazareth albums of all time, as well as one that's not quite as good, as well as one of my favorite live albums of all time, in Snaz. So yeah, I'm going to be periodically doing some more of these Year in the Life podcasts of different bands. Uh, let me know if there's any bands that you'd like and the years you would like me to review of them. So yeah, my influential album this week is uh, Love at First Sting by The Scorpions, released in 1984. It was one of the first memories I ever had as a child of listening to music. I used to listen to this album so much with my parents. It's just a very accessible album to get into the Scorpions. It's one of my favorite Scorpions albums of all time. So, yep, that's my uh, influential album of the week on me. Uh, I also have my modern band of the week is a band called Combat. Its lead singer, Ralph Vieira, is also in a couple other bands, uh, namely Thrash or Die. Um, this is a much more straightforward metal band than his band Thrash or Die. They've released one EP so far. Uh, go check it out online. I think you can find it online for really cheap. It's a really cool album. Four or five songs, I can't remember which. Um, but yeah, just short and sweet. It's a good classic uh, heavy metal, sort of not quite thrash, a little less than thrash, but it's a really cool album. Give that a check out. Check out Ralph's other bands. But He's released a lot of really cool material. So that's all for this week on JS Rock Reviews. Come back next week. We'll have another episode. We'll be having episodes every Tuesday. I'll try to air them every Tuesday night. Uh, so yeah. Uh, remember to subscribe to me on iTunes. I'm, I'm on iTunes now. 
uh, comment on Podbean, comment, uh, leave a review on iTunes. That always helps. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Let me leave me some constructive criticism. It's always good to hear that sort of stuff. So thank you guys, and see you next time on the JS Rock Reviews podcast.